Welcome to an LTFC Studio Production. Episode 9, recorded November 5th, 2017, titled God's Grace, Part 4, with Pastor Ron Robinson speaking. This Sunday, uh, as you noticed on your bulletin, we're honoring all who have served our veterans, and we're going to even extend that to those who are currently serving in the armed forces. I like the verse uh, in 2 Samuel 22, uh, verses 2 through 4, that you see on the front of your bulletin. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. Thou dost save me from violence. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies." Today we do want to acknowledge all who have served, and before I ask those who have served uh, and are currently serving uh, to stand, just because we want to recognize you, there are a couple of quotes that I wanted to share with you today that has to do with, I believe, Veterans Day and uh, um, just thinking of what they have sacrificed and what they continue, those serving today, sacrifice uh, for us, for our nation, um, for their families. And these are two quotes that I wanted to share real quickly with you. A hero is someone who has given his or her life to something bigger than oneself. I like that. And I also like this quote. The legacy of heroes is the memory of a great name and the inheritance of a great example. We are heirs to a great name, aren't we? Jesus Christ. And we are also experiencing and will continue to experience those who love him, an inheritance that is um, greater than what we could ever imagine. And that inheritance is in Jesus Christ. Um, No greater example than Christ. Hallelujah. Well, if you have served our nation in any one of our past uh, conflicts or battles, wars, whatever, we'd like to ask you to stand. And if you are currently serving, would you stand as well? Any veterans? Yeah. Let's acknowledge Don. Thank you, Don. Thank you. Thank you. Let's just pause for a moment and have a word of prayer, okay? Father, we do indeed thank you for those who have served you, served us, served this nation so faithfully in defending the freedom that you have made possible. Father, we, we thank you 
And Father, in this time when there's such chaos, I just pray, Father, that that we, your people, lovers of Christ, would pull together, that we would get down on our knees, Father, that we would not only remember those who um, have given their lives, but, Father, even those that are serving today. Father, they are giving something much greater than their own self, their lives, in service. And Father, it's so that we can experience the freedom that is what you truly desire, I believe, in, for us to experience. And Father, we know that, of course, the ultimate freedom can only come through a personal relationship with you. And Father, I just pray today that you would bless Don, that you would bless those, Father, who have served our nation and those who are continuing to serve. Father, you would come close to them, that they would feel your presence. That, Father, it would be um, strength to them. Um, Father, that it would nourish them with hope. That, Father, it would um, give them resolve and fixing their eyes on you and uh, calling forth uh, upon your name and that in so doing, Father, you will shield them and protect them as they defend our freedom. Bless, Father, we pray today. We give you great praise and um, pray again that you would just be with those who have served and those who continue to serve our nation. We give you great praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, well, today's message is a continuation of um, our series on the grace of God. And I really want to focus in on basically one verse that we find in chapter 13. Uh, of 2 Corinthians. So if you have your Bible, I didn't look it up in the Pew Bible today, but 2 Corinthians chapter 13, and we will look at, I believe it's the very last verse, verse 14, all right? 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. I also want to thank um, Pastor... Wayne Nickus for filling in last week. Um, Wayne used to pastor the East Richland French Friends Church in St. Clairsville, Ohio, uh, the church where um, Pastor Jerry Winger is now serving. But uh, Wayne, as you no doubt found out, is quite a cut-up, a comedian, and uh, I hear he was quite lively as well, so... We're, we're grateful that he was able to fill in for us this past Sunday. Well, chapter 13 of 2 Corinthians, verse 14, before I read that, this is talking about, or, or what we're looking at here is Paul, as he's planning his third trip to Corinth. Um, 
And as Paul was planning, uh, I can see him now, he's just kind of thinking about what he's going to, to encounter, who he's going to see, uh, who he's going to meet uh, when he uh, joins with them in Corinth. And really, verses 1 through 4 of chapter 13 are talking about one of those groups, the disobedient. <laughs> verses 5 through 10 is talking about another group, the disqualified, or those that have not been born again. What do we mean by born again? They have come to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Uh, they have been born into a new relationship with Christ. Uh, and his spirit is being poured out in, into their lives. And then lastly, he talks about in verses 11 through 14, a third group, the devoted. The devoted are those in the church, the fellowship, who love one another and encourage spiritual growth and maturity in each other. That's who we want to be, right? That's who I believe we are in him is the devoted. You see, every problem that we here at Trinity Friends the church the body of Christ, that's who we are, right? Every problem that we may be experiencing right now can be solved as we look at this verse that we want to talk about today. And as we approach God in humility, as we honestly uh, engage with him, uh, and engage through the spiritual resources that he has made available to us. And that's what this verse is talking about. So let's read today's text, all right? If you would, please stand as we read chapter 13 of 2 Corinthians, verse 14. I tell you what, why don't you read it along with me out loud, Okay. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let's pray. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will bring, Father, illumination to your word. That, Father, we would understand today the power, the life that is all packaged into this one verse. Father, we just give you praise today. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Well, let's just look at that for a minute. First, I wanna unpack the very first part of that, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, in the Old Testament, the grace of God was evidenced in the relationship he had with his people. Uh, Nehemiah, 
If you read that passage, uh, it sheds a lot of light on that. How God loved his people so much that he kept pursuing them. Isn't that amazing? Even before the foundations of the world were created, grace was present. God, in his love for us, in his grace, created life, created you and me as an expression of that grace, as an expression of that love. And like we said, it was in the Old Testament, it was evidenced in the relationship between God and his people. And it was expressed in a covenant relationship. What do I mean by covenant? A promise that he will never break. That as we join in that covenant with him, we can experience all that he has purposed from the very beginning. And that grace of the Lord God was affirmed in God's compassion. I love the passages in Joel and Hosea. Hosea 2.19, I don't even think I included that on there, but you might want to write that down too. Hosea 2.19, go back and read those. Uh, I believe that they will minister to you. And also, like I said, this, this grace of God in the Old Testament was evidenced in his readiness to forgive, to forgive his people. As you know, you've heard the stories and we continue to talk about them and share them over and over again where God would extend his love, his grace, his blessing on his people. They would repent. They would sacrifice, uh, make the, the, the sacrifices in, of repentance before God. God would smell that sweet aroma and, and would bless them and prosper them. And then it wouldn't be long before they'd turn their back on him again. They would pursue other gods and yet, yes, they still experience the result of that sin, but God still loves them, still loved them, and made provision, always ready to forgive. And then lastly, the grace of God in the Old Testament was evidenced in his favor, his provision, and his healing. All of that is available to us today. But back then, it wasn't as readily available in terms of his presence being available to me directly. It was available to his people, but it was through the priests. It was through uh, other opportunities that uh, came along the way. Then we look at the, the New Testament, all right? The New Testament, and here that's what the second part of this last verse is, is talking about. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, the love of God is his son, Jesus Christ. 
He gave the love of his life to us, to you and me. Hallelujah. And so when we look at Jesus Christ, today what I want to encourage you in is the fact that Christ or this love that he wants and makes available to us is only possible through Jesus Christ. I like um, what 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5 speaks to. But before I share that, um, you know, Deb and I were gone for a little bit. And when we got back, as soon as we came in, you know, the house has been closed up for a while. And uh, you come in and, you know, you can kind of sense something is a little bit different. The, the aroma, there's something going on. And so we go, Deb goes over, opens the refrigerator, and sure enough, there's a few items. You know how that goes, you know? They spoil. Um, well, I like what First Peter 1, 3 through 5 talks about. We, through Jesus Christ, can experience new birth, a living hope into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Hallelujah. Isn't that something you want to experience today? An inheritance, a living hope that will never spoil, will never perish, will never fade. Hallelujah. And God keeps that for you and me in heaven. And as that is available to us, but the fullness of that will be experienced when we are united with him in heaven. We, in the meantime, are shielded by faith in the power of God, in the power of that is made available through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. Well, the love of God, Jesus Christ, is expressed in his life and ministry all throughout the New Testament. You know, one of the things that stands out, wherever Jesus saw people, what was it that the scripture said? <laughs> What was it that the scripture said? Jesus always exuded. It was compassion. When he saw the crowds, when he saw those that were sick, when he saw those that were in need of a fresh touch spiritually, those who were blind and needed to see, those who could not hear, He had compassion on them. And then I like what 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says. He was rich, but for you and for me, he became poor. 
so that in his poverty we may become rich. Hallelujah. Jesus paid the price for you and me. He has made this victory ours. It's already ours. All we have to do is receive it today. I encourage you, don't hold back. Embrace him today. And as you do, you will feel his spirit enter. You'll feel that heart begin to be warmed by his love, the love of God. And as your heart begins to be warmed by his love, you will begin to exude compassion for others. It's a natural outflow of the Holy Spirit. It's a natural outflow of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And as you know, this love of God, Jesus Christ was demonstrated in his death on the cross. I like what 1 John 1.16 says, grace upon grace. Jesus made grace and even more grace available to us. It's an endless supply of his love, his favor, his blessing, his protection. Don't you want that? Don't you want to be living in that today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2, 4, and 5 says that because of his great love for us, God, rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ. Now, I know sometimes I seem a little dead, maybe. But uh, Jesus Christ, when he enters us, he brings all of himself into us. And we can experience that life. We become alive. What we were dead to because of the separation of sin, that barrier is removed. And now we experience the life of Christ. The life is his ability to understand his word when we read it. The life is God's ability to see what it is he wants us to see, whether in the natural or the supernatural. That's what it means to come alive in Christ. You know, we cannot save ourselves. That's what Titus 3, 4 and 7, or 4 through 7 says. It's not our works, we know that, it's not in keeping the law, Romans 8, 1 through 4. It is a gift from God. And like I said, it's available to all who believe, 
to all who will embrace it today. We, we are given access into the grace of God. You know, um, when I was uh, at the Christian school as development director, um, I, my job was to help raise financial support for the school. And that position brought me in contact with a, a variety of people, um, many who gave and supported the school, some who were quite wealthy. One in particular comes to mind who will rename anonymous, but he uh, is uh, the top guy, okay, in a nationwide um, company, huge company. And um, as I got to know him and engage with him, uh, God just opened up opportunities where it wasn't just talking about support for the school, but it was an opportunity to minister God's love, to, to be there, to be a support, to have compassion, to express that in a variety of ways. And as our relationship grew, uh, he gave me his direct phone number. Also reminded me when we were in, in uh, New York, Ron, uh, his doctor, who is the head doctor over all of um, um, the, the hospital there and, and, and those working with this type of cancer in New York, I mean, way up the ladder, okay? And uh, he and his wife gave Ron and Jenny their direct number and said, anytime you need a call, just call. That's an unusual thing. We like, don't we, to have direct access to the top, you know? When we're trying to resolve something, we don't want to just go to the, the low man on the totem pole. We want the, the head guy because we know whoever's in charge they're the ones that can make thing, things happen, right? Well, because of Christ, we have access by faith to this grace of God. Hallelujah. How will we know we have this grace? Well, Scripture says in 1 Corinthians 1, 4 through 6, we will know we have this grace by our testimony. By our testimony. What's your testimony today? What's your testimony today? The last point, quickly. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to wrap this up in two minutes. I bet you're saying, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is an expression of and a means by which we experience God's grace. It's his gracious gift. You see, it's the Holy Spirit gives life, brings life. And it's not about the flesh. In fact, the, the Greek translation here talking about flesh counts for nothing. What that means is the animal nature with its cravings which incite us to sin 
That's nothing. You know, it's not how well we look, latest style or fashion. It's the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives within. No longer a slave, but an heir. The Holy Spirit is the one who equips us and empowers us to serve Christ. I like this scripture and the way it is um, translated in the New Living Translation. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7 reads, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in us all. He just says this, look, I'm available to you. My spirit is available to everyone who is thirsty. Are you thirsty this morning? Are you satisfied with where you're at? Remember, it's our testimony that gives expression to God's grace in us. Are we reflecting the grace of God, his life, his love? It's available. Not only is it available to all who's, who um, thirst, but I'm ending with this. But as we thirst and seek him, believe in him. Scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from within you. Not only rivers, but an overflowing, confident hope. You can have confidence in a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ today by the power of his spirit. My question to you today is this. Like we said, where Jesus resides, there is freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God. Are you seeing the reflection of his glory today? It's available. All you have to do is just turn to him and say, Father, I'm ready. I've tried it my way. I see it doesn't work. I want to experience this life anew. I want to experience love the way you have purposed love to be experienced. Not a selfish love, but a love that gives and has compassion for others. And I know I can't do it on my own, but it's only by the empowerment of your spirit. So, Father, I cry out to you today 
That's all you need to do. Let's stand. With our heads bowed, I encourage you to just ask the Lord today. If you've never invited him, invite him into your life right now. Just say, Father, forgive me for where I failed you, my sin. Father, just forgive me for my sins. I want all of you in Jesus' name. Just tell him that right now. If you have accepted him as Lord and Savior, but you feel that maybe uh, things have faded a bit, maybe there's even a little bit of a, an aroma that isn't very pleasant that you are acknowledging right now. God can just take care of that right now. He can make us anew. Just cry out to him right now. Father, we just thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is available to all who believe. Father, we say today, we believe you. We want you. We ask you to be Lord of our lives. Father, would you come right now, I pray. Just pour out yourself right now over this body. Father, we don't want to be the same. Thank you, Jesus. We give you great praise. Now, Father, would you work your word today in each one of our lives? Would you make it personal, I pray, and anything that does not apply to us, Father, individually, I pray that you would remove that in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray that you would just bless each one this week as we look to see you in each day of our lives. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Go with Jesus. for joining us for this message from Pastor Run. We hope that this message has helped draw you closer to God. We also hope that you will be able to join us for our Sunday worship as we would love to have you be a part of our church family. Our Sunday school starts at 9 a.m. and Sunday worship starts at 10 a.m. Don't forget to check out our website where you can find our address and our church phone number. The website is trinityfriends.com. Once again, that's trinityfriends.com. While there, feel free to check out the calendar for upcoming church events that are happening as well. And feel free to check out our new Facebook page to stay up to date on all the new activities that are happening as well. well that's it for this week. 
Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, God bless.